The Film Freak Show with Leo Quinones is powered by Krikorian Premier Theaters, where movie going is always a premier event. Krikorian Theaters, the preferred theater of The Film Freak Show. America's longest-running movie talk show. That's right, the Film Freak Movie Talk Show at your service. My name is Leo Quinones, and you know what? I've got producer Albert with me. How you doing, buddy? In the house, ready to fulfill your watering needs. In the house. Literally, my house. <laughs> my home. Your home studio. It's awesome. Okay, and uh, you can hear us. On the CRN Digital Talk Radio Network. Thank you very much. And we're podcasting on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. It's great to have you along for a ride. And also a special thank you to EntertainmentEarth.com. Go there. You're going to receive 10% off your order. Anything on their website, you're going to get 10% off, which we think is really, really cool. Okay, I am drinking out of a very large... San Diego Chargers mug, and it's filled not with beer but with ice water. But the ice tells a story. Producer Albert, what what am I drinking? What am I experiencing? <laughs> well, uh, as you know, I am a fan of the collectible ice cubes, and uh, the particular series that I'm f- quite fond of is Star Wars. So in there, we have a Death Star. We also have some Stormtrooper ice cubes. We have Darth Vader in there. Some X wings. And, uh, of course, a Mando or a Boba Fett, and that's in there. You know what? The Death Star was just the perfect throwing size cube. I mean, <laughs> right? I am so glad that that went into my glass. Where did you collect these? At um, Entertainment Earth? Entertainment Earth. Where else? On the internet, too. Mm-hmm. So I've just, you know, just hodgepodge, band of brothers, if you will, collecting everything on the here and there. Got you. All right. Well, this week, we're getting into a thriller. Uh, let's review Barbarian. We saw this at the Gregorian Theater, the Metroplex in Buena Park, and it is out now. This movie, Barbarian. Hmm. I got to do this with zero spoilers, which is very, very tough. So I'm going to wade through this, try and give you as much information without doing any giveaways as possible. So Barbarian, it's a, a synopsis. If we tell you synopsis of what's in the trailer, that's fair game. So there's this Airbnb. This girl goes up to an Airbnb in the middle of the night in a questionable neighborhood. We can't see the neighborhood because it's really dark. So she gets there. She uses the key. The key's not there. And then a guy answers the door. And he's one of the, I mean, 
He's a Skarsgård. There's a, a Bill Skarsgård. There's a Alexander Skarsgård and a <clears throat> Stellar Skarsgård, the father, who's in so many movies. He was in the great movie, um, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. He was the heavy in that one. And he's done so many great films. So there's another Skarsgård. Are the Skarsgårds the new uh, Baldwins? It seems they just keep popping up one after another after another. Good for them. They saw that their dad made a lot of money, got a lot of chicks. They said, you know what, dad? We're going to take your <laughs> footsteps. And I love Alexander Skarsgård. He's pretty good. But Bill Skarsgård, he's the newest one. And this is the first movie I've seen him. So he's an up-and-comer. I won't tell you what happens with those two, but I will tell you what to look out for. Yeah, this is a tough movie because everything is hidden. And we ran into this when me and Leo left the theater of like, how do we tell this story without ruining everything? I'll tell you about the behavior of two people. So the woman and the man are in a very awkward, difficult situation. He doesn't want to turn her away. You know, hey, it's the middle of the night. You don't want to go. I thought he was offering up his place. And you can see that in the trailer. But what you don't see is there are little microaggressions that now what was 10 years ago would have been not given two thoughts. Now we're second guessing everything we're saying, Albert. Everything a man says to a woman has to be run through a filter. And that's just the way it is now. What do we mean by microaggressions? Like she says, my name is... uh, Alex, let's say. He says, oh, that's a lovely name. That's a microaggression. How is that a microaggression? When the man compliments her name, yeah, that's a pretty name. Yeah, isn't that just a compliment? Yeah, it's a a compliment. And these days, a guy's not supposed to say that, so there's no compliment. My name is Ruby. Okay, Ruby. (laughs) I mean, it's okay to tell a woman that she has a nice name, I think. Am I wrong? No, no, no. That, that's what makes this a little, like, even more scarier. <laughs> the microcosm that is being a, a male and, and, and no. introducing yourself to a female. No, they're microaggressions. Right, but, but the microcosm of the actual a man and a woman meeting for the first time in that aspect of, like, we got to share a room, you know, type deal. And then this movie... I don't believe he was in the trailer. No, he wasn't. Okay, we'll leave his name out. Um, but a surprise, though. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you a know, fun surprise at that, I should say. This was a two-jumper. I noticed Albert jumped twice. So it's not a straight-out slasher horror flick. There's a lot more thinking to be involved. And um, there's another gentleman in this movie... I don't know the actor's name, but he played Joe Chill in Batman Begins. He was the guy in Batman Begins who killed Bruce Wayne's parents. And they made this film in what, Yugoslavia? Right. Far Far away. Far away. I would say, should you pay for it? Jeez. It was... A five on a ten scale. Really? Yeah. What do you think? I thought it was uh, easily a seven. My biggest thing is, this is what I don't understand. Maybe you can help me understand this, Leo. This is a horror flick coming out in September. Perfect timing. It's it's not. It's perfect timing. This is this is what gets me about what's what's going on in society. Okay, we're getting everything too early. For example, pumpkin spice is back. Now you could do that. That was a strictly October thing. Let's just leave it at that. Let's not try to cash in early. 
And so that's what's happening. I was like, this movie could be really big in October, but they're pushing it until September. Well, people believe that Halloween is more than a two-month season. It's coming out September 9th at the tip of this thing because that is when the moviegoers that go see horror films, they don't all see it on the first weekend. They can see it September 10th, 17th, 19th, or whatever. It gives them more options. They can see it when they want to see it. If they like it, maybe they'll see it twice. So it's definitely the Halloween season and the slasher flick season and the season for sleepers. These are movies with not a lot of budget, not a lot of money put into them, made for anywhere between 15 and $30 million, but have the potential to make 70, 80, 90 million dollars. That's a sleeper hit. And this is the time of that because we're going to need that from September and October Summer's over, and then what is coming next is Oscar season. I love Oscar season. I love it, and I hate it, because we're supposed to see a couple good movies, but a whole lot of terrible movies. Really, really bad. I know Netflix is gunning for Adam Sandler to go best actor route for his role in Hustle. So... How do I know that? Because you're the film freak. Because <laughs> I'm the film freak. But uh, they've already sent out DVDs of Hustle. And those are FYC for your consideration. They're clearly marked. By the way, it's already showing on Netflix. So you don't really need the DVD. But that is their way of letting you know that they want to push Adam Sandler in the running for a Best Actor nomination. And he was good in this, and and it was a good basketball flick. Have you seen Hustle yet? No, I haven't. Yeah, so do check it out on Netflix. I, myself, I just didn't like the ending. I flat out did not like the ending of Hustle. When you see it, maybe you can see what I'm talking about. Maybe you'll check it out, Albert. That's your homework for next week. deal. I did see that other one that he did in the movie theater, which was... uh, Uncut Gems? Yes. That was... He was... Say it. Say it. Say it. His character was just not fun. (laughs) I just did not enjoy... At the very end, I enjoyed it because I'm like, it's over. (laughs) This wild ride is over. And this guy was such a gambler. Yeah. You know, with everything. And I I was just like, how could you live like this? Like, this is not for me. It put me on edge because I... You know, I'm not not saying I play safe. But, you know, 95% of the time, I work 5% of the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I play it safe. So this guy was just so completely opposite of me. And it just... I couldn't grasp that. (laughs) All right. Well... Guess what? We're going to take a break, and then we're going to take a look through Albert's DVD collection, and we're going to talk about, well, let's see. Let's talk about this one, the HBO series Band of Brothers. So do stick around. We'll be right back. And this is Jeff Spicoli's favorite radio program, the Film Freak Movie Talk Show. We'll be right back. Here's a spectacular limited edition item from EntertainmentEarth.com. Check it out. Stranger Things 4, Monopoly. But first, you've got to know, friends with the Film Freak Movie Talk Show for over 20 years, EntertainmentEarth.com, the online destination for mint condition items like this Monopoly game inspired by the events of Stranger Things 4. Visually stunning. I mean, this board pops. You'll spin Vecna's mysterious grandfather clock. Good luck. 
Plus, you can take an extra 10% off your order right now with the promo code FILMFREAK. That's 10% off every order at entertainmentearth.com. One more time, Stranger Things 4 Monopoly. Plus, take an extra 10% off with promo code FILMFREAK. Entertainmentearth.com, the collector's site. From visionary creator Taylor Sheridan comes 1883, a Yellowstone origin story, a prequel to TV's number one show, Yellowstone, featuring a star-studded cast, which includes Academy Award nominee Sam Elliott, Tim McGraw, and Faith Hill, plus cameos from Academy Award winners Tom Hanks and Billy Bob Thornton. Dive deep into the Dutton's family origin with over two hours of behind-the-scenes bonus content, including never-before-seen featurettes with cast and crew, 1883. A Yellowstone origin story. Available on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital now. Leo Quinones is the film freak. I'm touching myself tonight. Welcome back to the Film Freak Movie Talk Show. Leo Quinones here with producer Albert. Uh, we're in your ear, and we appreciate it. And you know what? If you know someone who would love this show, please tell them to describe like Dusty Bach in Angels Camp, California. We're glad to have you aboard, Dusty. So we're talking about the HBO miniseries Band of Brothers. And this was a Playtone production, which, is, of course, is Tom Hanks, and that's a takeoff of the Playtone record label in That Thing You Do. And I just think it is the fun name for his production company. I mean, Tom Hanks, the guy, is just about fun. But this isn't fun. This is a serious miniseries. Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, they really went all out on this. And uh, Albert, once a Marine, always Marine. Uh, thank you for your service, bro. I bought this when it just came out. So at the time, HBO just launched it. And then they showed it, I believe, on Veterans Day. on cha- I forgot what TV channel. I think it might have been Channel 7 or something like that. And so I was able to watch it. And I was like, I got, I have to have this. I have to have it. Such uh, so, a gripping let, let, story. Let's set up the premise here. It's, ten, it's a 10-part ten series, correct? Right, right. 10 hours of finely produced episodes. And it takes place during World War II. War is coming to an end. The Allies are closing in on Hitler, and that is where it takes place. And there's so many good actors in this one. Damian Lewis from Billionaires stars in it. Yeah, uh, Michael Fassbender. Ugh. Ron Livingston, who is, I loved him in Office Space. And then to see him in Band of Brothers, I was just like, oh, this is, he, he was so perfect in it. Donnie Wahlberg. Yes. Yeah, the one about, uh, it was the Battle of the Bulge. Mm-hmm. They spent a winter. Yeah, oh, yeah. They just showed these guys in the winter that they spent with barely an army blanket. And they toughed it out and they held the line. David Schwimmer was my favorite guy to hate. Yeah. And it's tough because you love David Schwimmer. And it's it's so weird because when you're in the military, you know these guys, you know? And so I knew that lieutenant who, you know, who was doing all this hard charging stuff. 
explain that. You knew this guy, this type of guy. Yeah, this type of guy. And so oh, what do they do? They're just these, you know, pencil pushing guys that want to go to war, that want to be these heroes, you know, and and go off and fly off and and be the guy, and you know. Send the guys. Yeah. But that's what David Schumer wanted. He wanted to be a part of the invasion and the jump, but you know, they moved him to becoming just the kind of the guy that manages all the training for everybody and stuff like that because he did such a good job of uh, Easy Company. Well, I believe he was approached for the role or he went after the role because it was so different from his Ross character on Friends. And actors are always looking to do a 180. What do they know me for? Like, um, take Henry Winkler. He was known as the Fonz on the TV show Happy Days. Well, he was offered this role in a Ron Howard film called Night Shift. He was offered the role of Billy Blazjowski. And that's the wild, wisecracking, funny guy. And he thought that this wisecracker is too much like the Fonz. So he wants the Chuck Lumley character, quiet, shy, withdrawn and it worked perfectly by the way night shift if you haven't seen it let me interject 1982 ron howard directorial debut it is just tasteful comedy michael keaton bill blazdowski henry winkler chuck lumley two guys working at a new york city morgue and they turned it into a brothel and it is the funniest Michael Keaton thought he was going to get fired on the fifth day of shooting, but they stuck with him. And Bill Blazjowski is one of the greatest characters. I love it. So if you if you do get a chance, do check out Night Shift. It is amazing. So I get what you're saying. Schwimmer wanted to pull out of that and do something different. Yeah, and it worked. It worked because I really didn't like him. <laughs> yeah. And once again, recognition and respect to Donnie Wahlberg playing a guy who was caring after his guys and he was overlooking what they were doing during the Battle of the Bulge. I think it was Bastone. Bastone. Yeah. Yeah. And they gave him a promotion after that. And, you know, that was just such a cool point. Colin Hanks had a good role oh, yeah. in that one, too. Yeah. It's good to see him. That's one of his first roles. I can't see enough good things about Band of Brothers. If you are into just seeing people before they blossom, there's a lot of good actors in here. Roll them off. Well, there's Jimmy Fallon, which was hilarious when I saw him in there. Michael Cutlets is in there, too. And Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, yeah. He had a little nude scene there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through the, the cast right now. I'm like, oh, yeah, Simon Pegg was in there as well. Scott Grimes, who you would know from the Orville. He plays the, the fly mm-hmm. guy, the driver of the Orville. He's in there, too. But tons of people. Damian Lewis, he was the... It was from his point of view. Right. And he held down that series from episode to episode to episode. And the things that the GIs did, the acts of heroism that they did, they really do have to be seen to be believed. And not only that, but even before when you're watching it, you're seeing all these interviews happen. And that's what I love. You're seeing the interviews and them talking about that specific time, that specific place. And then it puts you into that time and that place. And then at the end when they reveal who those people are you're like oh my god that was crazy crazy and there was a great episode the storming of the eagle's nest oh yeah hitler's hideout to get all the hooch <laughs> hooch and cooch <laughs> it was 
awesome. So anyways, yes, do check out Band of Brothers on HBO if you get a chance. I love HBO movies. There's also another one, an HBO movie. It's a series, and I believe it's a, it might be an 8 to 10 part series. And it's called The Outsider. The Outsider. Now, the reason why you have to see this one, Albert, okay. is Jason Bateman directed uh, at least two episodes. And he starred in it. And it is a story, a supernatural story. It's a weird story about Jason Bateman. He is accused of abducting a child and kind of cannibalism, just kind of eating him. And he was like thrown in jail and you're thinking well yeah but then wait a minute there there's a twist and the outsider plays this twist perfectly it's a little dark it's a little gruesome but it is just great do you like the fact that now movies are turning into miniseries before in a movie explain what movies uh for example like like star wars like obi-wan it was originally supposed to be just a movie but then they expanded that into this eight part miniseries that happened and i'm seeing this more and more where people are pitching the the movie but then they're like you know what let's just make that into a mini series and you can really dive into those characters a lot of that's happening with marvel as well yeah and what they're doing too and they're just expanding that universe and uh and so just give me those those quick like two hour movies marvel is doing that disney is doing that Star Wars is doing it. See, anybody else but Disney, I'd be suspect. But Disney, they do it right. They are putting their money into little mini-series, The Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, WandaVision. They're doing it, and they're doing it at their own pace, and they are taking their time. Now, this is a lesson. If you listen, Warner Brothers, DC, you guys are just shooting anything, seeing what sticks to the wall. Either you're going to do Batgirl or you're not going to do Batgirl. This Joker that you're going to do in two years, and to me, it's just... I mean, Joaquin Phoenix, he created a monster. This Joker, rated R, made a billion dollars. So they have to make another one. But where does it fit in the Batman world? Where does he fit in with that? Now, the sequel's got Lady Gaga in it, and they just had another cast member uh, join that one. But it's about movies going into TV shows, like you said. I, yeah. I, I see Disney being on the forefront of hiring the right creative people, the right writers, the right uh, special effects people, and then they are going to go about it. So I say more power to them. What are you looking at? I was looking to see who is going to be in the new Joker film. And Brendan Gleeson is who you were thinking about. Brendan Gleeson is a fantastic actor from Braveheart to all these. He was Hamish, remember, in Braveheart, the guy who uh, threw the rocks. You know how I found out about him? He's in the UK. Yeah. And he's a a chief or something like that. He's a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went to bed with multiple girls in the film. Right. You remember that interview. Yeah. And so I saw the movie based upon that, and that's how I knew about this guy. Wow. Again, that was a great thing, just talking to him, talking about movies, and that's why you got to listen to this show. So thank you for having your friends subscribe at Spotify and Anchor FM. Thank you, Albert, producer Albert, for being here, and I want to thank you for listening. So remember, whether you're watching Casablanca, there's something about Mary, or Star Wars, you know you gotta hang with the Film Freak Movie Talk Show.
Goodbye, goodbye.